0: the Fast Brackets podcast where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host Rex Simmermaker coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show. Guys girls today is episode number 100. It is the third week in June Man, we have had a lot of action go on since we last caught up. That is completely and entirely on me, and uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, talking about that today. Essentially, this is is a special episode. This is episode number 100. Man, it uh, hardly seems possible when you think back. Just uh, when I started this thing, I was gonna be really excited to get to 30 episodes, and bam, here we are at the century mark. That is nice. That is really nice. And uh, special thanks to all our listeners, really everybody who sends messages and comments on the show. Sometimes that stuff doesn't go on the main Facebook page, or you know, if you're listening at home, you you don't understand what the action is, I mean because there's a timing everybody listens to it at different times. So it's hard to be interactive that way. That said, I do appreciate all the comments, the uh the questions, the some occasional curse words, but that's okay. That's that's all right too. It is uh it's been a fun ride. It's been really good and uh man, what we've got for you today is a little bit different. It is a little bit of a break from our normally scheduled system of going down the racetrack. Longtime listeners will know that we, you know, as we go down the track, we get through the podcast episode. This one is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be much similar to a live show, but I've got a few things we have to touch on in the racing world and in and uh, certainly in our classes. So it's going to be a little bit different. Buckle in, you're going to want to pay attention. You do not want to put the, uh, you know, go in the other room and come back later and try to check it. You want to stay tuned on this one because we have a lot to cover. And um, it it starts first all like this. We have recently had some holidays. We had Memorial Day. We have had Father's Day in there. I slipped in a birthday, got myself a little bit older um, since we last spoke, which was which was good. That's always the plan, right? You try to get yourself a little bit closer to perfection each year around this sun. And that's what I did. I got myself a little bit better this year. And I, I'm creeping up, creeping up on middle age here at some point. So from that standpoint, I feel good. Got to uh, celebrate, uh, you know, Father's Day, which for all of us, uh, or at least most of us, you know, that was uh, who got us into this sport. And so, you know, we take a little time to celebrate just at least uh, half of the equation of bringing us into the world. So that's good. Um, But I will tell you this, I, I will start off the show with this. So over Memorial Day, especially, Indianapolis, Indy 500, there's a lot of action in the indie world. There's also an F1 race that weekend. So, I've, uh, there was also a NASCAR race somewhere. I think I, it's hard for me to stay up with all of that. That said, it reminded me of something. The, the drag racing world had kind of got glossed over that weekend. And uh, from my mind, that's a complete tragedy. I think we all know that. But, what what really struck me and this was something that i think all of us as drag racers can really take to heart and so if you're ever in a discussion where someone is talking and they they at some point try to say that another form of motorsports is better than drag racing and i i never try to get into that argument because to each their own and they all have good and bad versions or better versions, I would say, of each racing series. And it's all good. That said, what I thought was really interesting. And I noticed in the F1 race and then I picked up in an IndyCar race. And and then, uh, man, another again in the NASCAR race that I, I caught glimpses of. And here's, here's what happened. Here's the thing. When you're talking with any fan of another racing series ask them what the most exciting part of their race is the very most exciting part of the race not just do they enjoy the sport or whatever inevitably their answer is always going to come down to one of two things it's either going to say the start or when two drivers are door-to-door door handle to door handle and the announcer says it's a drag race they're going down the stretch my point is this the most exciting point of any other race series is when it becomes a drag race so from our standpoint we get to puff out our chest a little bit and say hey The most exciting part of your whole race is what we do all the other time. We've cut out all the other stuff and we've just bottled the most exciting point of the race all the time and give a steady diet of that. Now, um, you know, there's, there's lots to go to it, but it did strike me as something as I was watching these, uh, these other motorsports and gave me a little sense of pride that from my standpoint, anyway, the, uh, my sport of choice in the motorsports world is really the most exciting, the most exciting point of all of those other series. So if you're a drag race fan and you you know you need to have a little point of pride with, with that, there you go. That is uh, the most exciting point of all those other sport motorsports is when it becomes a drag race. So there we go. Um Couple other things to talk about here as we, uh, you know, we go along here. Um, man, I've got a number of topics here. So speaking of Indianapolis and being here, uh, the PRI, so Performance Racing Industry, they announced and opened their new headquarters, which is in Speedway, Indiana, and um, that was an absolute great event. They did a superb job with that, the grand opening, and it just goes to show their commitment to the motorsports industry, and from that standpoint, it's necessary because we are getting attacked, but um, it's fun for me. It's fun for me. It's not. I, I know not everybody who listens to this show is in Indianapolis. Of course, that's not possible, nor is that the focus, but in Indianapolis, it's kind of cool because uh, PRI just opened their headquarters. McLaren is opening a huge new headquarters uh, just northwest of Indianapolis where they are going to uh, hire, I think, almost 200 new employees to develop the McLaren Indy cars and, and run their operations there, which um, I thought was really interesting. And um, from from that standpoint, uh, that's that's good. That's good development. Um, And then, of course, we know that the fuel headquarters of the world is in Brownsburg, Indiana, which is just a few miles from the track as well. So on the west side of Indianapolis. So there's a lot of good action in here in Indianapolis. And it's kind of fun because uh, it doesn't take much for me to step outside and run into somebody in the motorsports world. And uh, get caught up from that standpoint, which is really cool. And uh, I hope all of you have a kind of a similar thing because it does. And this is part of what this show is about: is to bring together the brotherhood of people who have this same addiction of motorsports, and you know, just be able to talk shop a little bit. So, um, fun times here in Indianapolis, and certainly showing the growth in motorsports, which is just makes exciting stuff for, uh, people like ourselves. Um, let's see. So that, that's, uh, that's the other thing that is going on here in Indianapolis, but, um, man. Um, all right. What, what is next? Well, part of what we have to deal with, I mean, this is just what we have to deal with. And, um, I think, I think now, before I get into any of that action, Producer Chris will take a minute and uh, showcase our sponsors. Uh, Afco Racing Products has been really great to us, um, and I know they've been really great to you as well. So continue to support them, if you will. We'll let uh, we'll let producer Chris get in here and uh, add that um, to to the show right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Afco Racing Products. For over three decades, AFCO Racing Products has focused on one goal. Deliver high-quality racing products to those who compete to win. In drag racing, you only get one chance to get it right. Choosing quality components from the start leads to round wins and ultimately leads to championships. At AFCO Racing Products, they engineer, manufacture, and produce four-way shocks, struts, and double-adjustable shocks complemented by a complete lineup of springs to support the entire range of drag racing competitors if you are bracket racing today and future plans include top dragster or top sportsman they have the correct shock package for you at every stage of your racing career for tech support quality and superior on-track performance think afco racing products (laughs) All right, thanks again to AFCO Racing Products for helping us out and being good partners with us. We hope we are good partners with them. And I think uh, all of you guys are actually. I mean, the whole nation is good in terms of being good partners with each other. I mean, just look on a Facebook page and everybody's trying to help each other out, which is excellent. And one of the ways the Fast Brackets Nation helped me out, and I cannot believe I missed this. Like, you know me. I rarely make a mistake. I am essentially perfect in every way. That said, I screwed up. I made a huge mistake and it comes to me from a uh, from a listener and just lets me know, says Rex, you screwed up. Uh, you, of course know that Top Gun is the greatest bracket racing movie of all time. And we say that in jest. Obviously, we say that uh, jokingly. We've you've heard it here plenty of times on the show. I've made mention. I'm a fan. That said, two things the listener brings up, and I cannot believe I missed this. I, I it's shocking to me that I missed these two major points in Top Gun. Um, they were first of all one there is a classic phrase in both that is said in the first one and repeated in the second one. I don't think I'm, uh, you know, breaking lines there. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's worth seeing, but, uh, but in the first and then repeat in the second, there's a, there's a quote that says, come on, Mav, let's see some of that pirate pilot shit. Um, and so from that standpoint, um, first of all, that's probably the first time I've ever cursed on this uh, show in the hundred episodes. So I'm not sure if I should have done that. Um, that said, um, what I will say is that isn't that essentially what our crew chiefs, what our wives, what our you know friends, family, when they're giving us the fist pump, isn't that what they're saying when we strap it in, when we get ready to roll into that water box? Come on, Mav, let's see some of that pilot ish right there. I mean, that's what we're talking about. That is. That is go be a pilot, go be a drag racer, go be something man because this is what you've trained to do, which I thought was uh, really well said. I mean, that was an incredible point. The fact that really that's what our crew chiefs, uh, friends, family, etc, are doing is they're giving us that this bump and and give us the come on man, go do that pilotish and uh, you know go be a drag racer. So I thought that was very, very cool. The other thing that was mentioned, and and I can't believe I said it, and we've had to deal with this a little bit this year. And I think this year has been rough, and I'm not sure why it's been any rougher than any other year, but what I will say, it seems like we have lost more people in the drag racing world here lately than uh, anything I can quite remember, And uh, and maybe it's because I don't want to remember that stuff typically, so it's out of my brain. That said, uh, recently we've had racers lose their life both off the track and on. Um, most notably Ronnie Hobbs here lately or uh, recently lost his life piloting his pro mod. And that stung some people, stung a lot of people, especially people that knew him or knew him well. Um, by all accounts, an incredible dude. But from our standpoint, yeah, we sometimes we do. We lose good people in you know in that uh, in that realm of competition um, and in the movie of course uh, Maverick has to deal with that loss of goose and you know it, it reminded me and you know this listener brought it up as saying hey that is part of life also and part of also the life we live and we we take great lengths we'll talk this a little bit uh, more about this later uh, we take great lengths to try to protect ourselves but there is that competition up there and there is that risk of all the time and sometimes that risk gets too great and we have to deal with that loss and the only way and the only way we can get over that is to get back in the saddle get strapped in again and make another pass until that comfort level comes back and that is easier said than done. There's there's no doubt about this. Um, some of you know, like, and I've told you this, since my my wreck myself, I've not technically got back in the car. I'm not nervous about it, but I might be when I strap in finally, and we're getting much closer with that car. Uh, the engine is set back in and tranny's in, and so we're, we're close, it just needs wired. But uh, the point of the matter is that sometime soon, I'm gonna have to sit in that car again and know that the last time I went down the track, I went upside down. Some of you are gonna strap in here recently and go, man, think about somebody who didn't make it home, did not, was not able to load their car up and go home that night. And, um, that, that, uh, there's some of that in our brain that we have to prepare for, and we have to deal with at all times. So, you know, from that standpoint, I cannot believe I missed those two key pieces that are all part of racing. First of all, people that know and care for us, uh, rooting us on to go do what we do. And then secondly, dealing with some of the risk factors that we do take, and we know we're taking, and we know it's what we do. Uh, but, but that risk is always out there. And at some point, sometimes we do have to deal with that. And it's not easy. Uh, but I thank you to the listeners for bringing that up. And of course, it only reinforces, it only reinforces that it is, Top Gun is the greatest bracket racing movie of all time. So um, guys, girls, there's that. Um, All right. Well, continuing on with some of this stuff that, you know, is going on here with the show and and uh, man, the fact that I missed that is uh, just troubling to me. I mean, it's just troubling it. uh, I'm, I'm normally so good at that stuff. And the fact that I missed those two key pieces maybe it's my, my old age creeping in. I do not know, but, uh, there, there is a little bit of a a change that I think has to take place. We had to get a little better. Um, certainly you've noticed and, and I will say there's going to be a little bit of a pullback in the shows and, and from the standpoint that, uh, I do enjoy the live shows and I want to keep those going, but, um, probably not going to um, try to do it on a weekly basis. It just is getting too much. And here's here's a couple things. First of all, I do think there is room for a co-host. So we've talked about the Winlight Bets winners of the PDRA Elite Top Sportsman and Elite Top Dragster winners getting to co-host the show and so from that standpoint if you think you have what it takes if you think you want to get involved a little bit there is room for a co-host um, at least on a part-time basis or a one-off basis I think that would be add a little something to the show so I'm excited to consider that so if you have thoughts if you have any um, desire to co-host you think you could bring something to the show. I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all for it. There's all kinds of different formats out there for podcasts. Certainly, this is one, but uh from time to time, maybe we need to change things up. And so uh open to doing that. We're gonna do it a couple times, obviously, with the winner of the fantasy leagues uh that Winlight Bet supports. And um that there will likely be times for more of that as well. So reach out to me, send a DM, email, etc. And we'll uh, we'll talk about how that might work if you are interested. Uh, but in in terms of that, part of that stems from the fact that three years ago when I started this show, um, my passion was to continue working and to build the top sportsman car and to get the really just publish a little bit more in greater detail the what I think are the stars of these classes. And I still think to this day, man, if I woke up tomorrow and I had a billion dollars in the bank, I would run top sportsman, top dragster. I would. It's, it, to me, those are the best two classes going. And so I wanted to highlight that. That made perfect sense to me. That said, as this thing's gone on and things happen in our lives, it's become very clear to me that my mission in life is to bring legalized gambling to the sport of drag racing and it has very little to do with the fact that I think gambling is important in any way shape or form. I've always been a person that can go watch a sporting event and enjoy the competition themselves. I mean, I just do like for instance when I go to an NFL game I or a basketball game I sit in the end zone and a lot of people don't like to sit in the end zone I like it from a coaching standpoint I like watching the plays develop I like competition for competition's sake and I like how people compete I like how people prepare and I like how people perform under pressure so from that standpoint I don't need to have money on the line to see an athletic event and enjoy it I don't that said many people do and so what win light bets is going to do is a couple things one provide technology that drives a greater experience that that is job one secondly it's going to connect the fans with the event itself in real time so what if you were looking at a consumer connection arc it starts with a interaction and it ends with a bet there is no greater way to interact with anything than to put your hard-earned cold hard us dollars on the line for that event and see what happens you you of course will be invested at that point i mean you're literally invested that's the word So from that standpoint, the more people we have invested in our sport, the better. And that's what we want. And that's what I want. It's become very clear to me that banking was not something I had the passion for long term. I was very happy to work with and assist some of uh, some really great people and some very wealthy people structure their finances in a way that made them even more money. That said... What I really wanted to do and what's come clear to me now is spend my time making sure that drag racing in specifically has the type of resources that other sports are getting through sports betting essentially. And so from that standpoint, um, these are exciting times, but it also means my focus has changed a little bit. And so that's what happens when When, uh, you know, when we, when I talk about things about, you know, looking at the format and potentially pulling back a little bit and adding co-hosts and things like that, of course, we're going to have the same great content. Of course, we're going to cover top sportsman, top dragster, the best anybody does. That said, my passion, my, my really, um, my focus and, and my calling in life is changed a little bit. And man, I would have never, you know, sometimes this stuff, you don't have a lot of saying, sometimes it takes you to where, you know, where it needs you to go. And, uh, sometimes you are just where you need to be at the right time. So then from that standpoint, that's where I'm at. And, you know, I'm really excited because, um, Winlight Bets has the opportunity to really change how people experience a drag race. If you can imagine being at the race or watching at home and kind of having a live version of... Um, you know uh, of a game show that's going on and make predictions and and win money from those predictions and and win my bets today is a free to play game so you don't even have to put money in it you can just do it and and enjoy the race and make predictions and and go up the line so it's really cool what we're about to roll out is going to be really really cool stuff i cannot wait to show you guys but at this point um it's just it's taking a lot of my time and and deservedly so But if you have any interest in, you know, in getting involved in some way or just learning more about Winlight Bets, send me a message. Uh, First, like the Facebook page on Winlight Bets. We have not done a full social media campaign yet, but it's coming and it's coming soon. So if you want to be on the inside, if you want to be early, if you want to just learn all there is to know about it so you can be a Winlight Bets ambassador, then please reach out to me and let me know about that all right we have another great sponsor you guys know that dragracelawyer.com ed harney for all your high horsepower legal needs reach out to him and um, you know from that standpoint um, ed is great from a hundred different ways and been a big big supporter of the show from day one As we get to half track and further, we have to address something. I think we have to address what I think are really great moves from the association. The National Hot Rod Association has done a pretty nice job here as of late. And um, certainly there are some things that we would wish them to do a little bit better. I've been vocal about that in the past I'm not gonna lie about that um, and in a what I think is a constructive way because I've always said that that I I know they have tough decisions to make and it and I don't always uh, we don't always appreciate all the things that go into making those decisions so from that standpoint sometimes it's a little rough and we have to be critical of those decisions sometimes they do really nice things and we have to applaud those decisions and I think, that's where we're at right now which is we have to give them some applause so first of all they have made some efforts and they have uh, just this last week there was a release of the nhra video game that is going to be released in sometime in august so what i'll say first of all about that is that i'm i'm skeptical because the producer of that game did the Street Outlaws game before, and quite frankly, the Street Outlaw game stunk. So I'm not overly confident that they've, you know, they are capable of doing a great job and putting out a great product. I'm hopeful that they are. I really hope that they figure this thing out, and they show to everyone, you know, the cool aspects of drag racing, and it's not it's not um a half effort that they've made and that it it you know is something that we you know get our hopes up and then don't have anything good to show for it so hopefully this this uh this uh, video game that we got a a quick glimpse of over the week Hopefully it lives up to the hype because if so, that means there is a whole generation of kids that will play it and they will share it with their friends and you just never know that leads to people going out to the track. Again, I talk about with Winlight Bets, I talk about the connectivity to the sport. It's harder to be a fan these days than it ever was. Um, It used to be when guys my age were growing up, all the sport had to be was cool. It has to be a lot more than cool these days. It has to be cool. You have to be connected to it. It has to show the fan somehow that they can be involved. Uh, And and video games allow that. We know how much. We already know how much easier it is to be a competitor than it is to be a fan. We know that inherently all about us. I mean, if you're listening to the show, likely you know that about yourself. So why wouldn't we know that same thing about fans? Fans know that it's easier to be a competitor. They know that it's easier um, if they're connected, if they're competing in some way than just to watch other competitors do it. So, So I think... From that standpoint of the video games, I'm really hopeful that it is well executed, that it is fun to play, the graphics are good, all that stuff. And I would hope that Xbox would put something out, you know, Xbox and PSA or whatever those things are. PlayStation, they're, they're good. They, um, hopefully they would demand a good product as well. So I'm excited about that. Second of all, um, you know, the NHRA has taken a big step in terms of safety and they're requiring you know more safety gear in terms of Nomex underwear t-shirts things of that nature and frankly it's a real pain in the butt for bracket racers and for guys that have not had issues in the past it seems like a pain it's certainly more expensive so we're adding expense where man, I'm, I'm going to try hard not to go down that path about expenses, about inflation and all that thing. So ultimately, we man, hold on. I, I don't know if I can stop myself from going down that path or not. I would like to, but uh, for right now, I want to stay on this this train of thought, which is safety is good. That is a good thing in general terms. We talked about it earlier. We have a risk factor with what we do. That is a certainty that what we do. So as much as we can take the risk out of that, the better. And so NHRA mandating those type of safety requirements, one-piece suits, Nomex underwear, things along the lines. I mean, you're talking to a guy who already wears Nomex underwear, uh, not just running around the house. I'm talking about when I raced, I wore that anyway, because I have a real affinity for protecting my nether regions. And so I always wore Nomex underwear anyway. Um, I like to use that area sometimes. So um, from that standpoint, I wanted to protect it. So, you know, I think that's good. I think the NHRA is doing those type of things. Well, I don't generally feel like that is overly uh something they should get involved with we all should take our certain risks i get it and i'm just gonna i'm gonna applaud them for doing that at least at this time uh secondly or the last thing i should say is the nhra announced that mandy ayesh is the first female division director and by all accounts she comes very highly qualified uh by all accounts uh she at least has done a good job to this point or will do a great job from the people who know her i do not know her but from the people who know her um think this will be really great that said i cannot wait until things like the first female blah 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 are done i think uh those days are thankfully to an or closer to an end i think we're uh you know we, all of these things that females are capable of doing they have been doing i i think it's less important than ever to hype that as something so you know i congrats to mandy uh good or maddie sorry and good luck to her and i think she'll do fantastic but the less we hear about the first female stuff in the future i think the better just because it doesn't matter uh what color race gender etc people are just as long as they do the job well so from that standpoint um good luck to her and good luck to all the d4 racers out there which um i think is good so that is those are three really good things that the association i believe has done over the uh you know the last month here and so that that's really good stuff and so congrats to them Deserve. We got to give them credit when they deserve it. All right, we're coming up here on the finish line, but before we get there, I I do have to address this. And I thought I could get away without talking about it, but there's just no way. I cannot talk about it. Um, So just for the record, if you hear anyone say, and you guys are well-informed, you've been listening to the show. I told you this years ago, actually. I told you back in April of 2020 that this was going to be a problem. If you hear anybody on TV, whether that's the newscaster, that's your uh, sports radio announcer, if it's the president of the United States, and they tell you, that inflation is temporary and that there's going to be a pullback of prices, they are either lying to you or they are dumb. One of the two. There is no in-between. There are no other options. This is not, an inflation is not temporary, no matter how many times they try to tell you this. Trust me on this. I've been an economics connoisseur for 25, almost 30 years of my life now. And here's what I will tell you. It's not going anywhere. There's no way for it to go anywhere. Uh, When they're lying to you, they're trying to get you to buy into what they're selling. For instance, think about how dumb this is. Janet Yellen, who was the former Fed chair and is now the Treasury Secretary, said back in 2019, she said, I don't see how there can be any Major economic tragedies in our life moving forward. We figured this out. She said that out loud and it was recorded and it's on the internet. You can go check it out. She was the Fed chair and she's now we're looking at the what is all time high inflation. We're looking at one of the major economic disasters since the Great Depression. It's coming on us fast and furious. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Most of you have figured this out. Most of you knew this. Most of you knew, hey, um, you know, things that we want, we're gonna go buy before and because those asset prices are only going up, but there is no temporary with this. Um, For also think about this, the Fed raised rates. So mortgage rates are up. 40 days ago, they were still pumping money in the system. Guys, girls, they do not care about you. They do not care. They are lying right to your face. They are telling you things that are blatantly not true. And it's a problem. The the Biden administration ran on the fact that they were going to go after the oil companies. Guess what happens when you go after the oil companies? You get higher gas prices. So the fact of the matter is all of this is planned. All this stuff was coming down the pipe. We could have prepared for this. I mean, just go on my Facebook page two years ago. You'll find out that I I announced this thing. And so all of you listening are not surprised. Uh, you guys are smart. You understand you're not surprised. But it's fascinating to me when our leaders, when people that are on the nightly news say gibberish that simply is not so. So from that standpoint, um, I hope all of you folks have economically prepared a little bit. You have your um, cash flow handled. You're just going to you know, dial this thing back, make your preparations, prepare for the future. I know you have. And um, from that standpoint, it's good. It's good. We'll all be racing and it's fine. But it is fascinating to me when people try to lie right to your face. All right, let's. Uh, man, I thought I could do it. I thought I could get through a whole episode without talking about that stuff, but it just infuriates me so much. I could not do it. My apologies to people who don't want to hear about what's happening in the world economically. The problem is, man, you can you can say I don't want to talk politics, and I get that. I get that from that standpoint that people say I don't want to talk politics. I don't want any of that be part of my. You know world i just want to raise my kids i just want to go racing all that stuff but when gas is seven dollars a gallon that political stuff impacts your daily life and certainly it does impact getting kids to little league and buying parts for your race car etc so uh, we can try to not talk politics but politics wants to talk about you that's for sure so from that standpoint, um, all right, uh, we made it through. We are going to hit the stripe, and uh, let's do it. Let's take a peek. Let's take it. There is the wind light, and let's do it. I mean, let's bring Gloria. There it is. There it is, Chris. Producer Chris killing us. He's he's bringing home Gloria. It's so good, and I will tell you a couple things. So one, we've got massive feedback. Continue playing Gloria Rex. producer Chris that is the thing continue playing that also then what I will say is I I stumbled upon the video for Gloria uh, several weeks back and my goodness it's hysterical it is just Laura Branigan lip-syncing the words to the song standing next to a giant disco ball it's about 10 feet tall it's huge, she's just standing next to it, lip syncing the words poorly um, and next to the disco ball. So, I mean, I, I hate to put that vision in your head because it's such a great song and we know what it means, but man, oh man, it cracked me up. Some of those videos in the eighties, man. It was before people knew what we were supposed to be doing with videos and it was, uh, it was funny stuff. All right, um, guys, girls. You, if you need to get at me, you know how to get at me. Hit me up on the Facebook page. Send me a message, or on you know Homer Pigeon, Carrier Pigeon, or something along those lines. Or send me an email at fastbrackets.outlook.com and. You know, um, we did it. We did 100 episodes, so keep the rubber side down and travel safe.
1: congratulations on the 100th episode glad to be a part of the team
0: chris producer chris uh you've been a huge huge part of it um and man the people have spoken huh the people have spoken episode 100 and man they do like the tunage that you throw at them as well
1: it's all good stuff uh made me think you know just kind of put on my heart a little bit you know wise man once said that uh You want to go fast, go solo. But if you want to go long and succeed, go with a team. And that's what I kind of learned, you know, in all the episodes that I've been a part of is that, you know, all those drag racer stories always involve a team behind them and someone that came along at just the right moment and kind of helped them along, Um, whether it was dad or family or, you know, just someone else. I think what's kind of cool about drag racing is there's just a lot of cool dudes out there. They all want to help. They want to help everybody else succeed. It just kind of feels like a real team getting the win light.
0: Man, I'm telling you, that that is such a good part of it, too. I mean, there's this camaraderie. And I think uh, I made this statement the other day. I said, you know, you you come for the speed, but you stay for the people. And, you know, that that goes to what you just said in terms of, man, it being a part of the team and, and having help from those teammates push you when you need it uh, you being the pusher when they need it, man, it, uh, it is all part of that stuff. And and it's what makes it so special.
1: Yeah. It just seems like, you know, along the way, you know, it's always wrought with some obstacles, some twists and turns, you know, it's never a straight shot. Sometimes, you know, got to steer a little, get us back in the groove.
0: Right. And we can all use that help, right? We can all use that help. So that's, uh, that's a, that's a big big part of it, man. That's a big big part of it. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's that's good good stuff. Chris, thanks so much for being a part of this. I mean, you're a huge huge help as well. Uh obviously I could not do this without you and without the whole nation behind us giving us support, giving us reasons to to talk and man, it feels good. It feels good, man. Knocking knocking down 100, baby. Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on Earth, using the fastest motorsport on Earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information
1: around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.